This is the Final Fix Podcast. This is just real people having real conversations surrounding substance abuse and the way addiction impacts communities. We're three brothers who have experienced addiction through a family member. We each have unique perspectives to the same situation, and as we have healed through discussing, we want to share our experience and speak with others who have been affected by substance abuse. Our goal with this podcast is to spread awareness of the harm of substance abuse. To talk to real people about their experience and how they've healed and to learn more about the role that substance abuse plays in communities and families. We are not experts, just brothers who have had our own experiences around addiction and want to help others by facilitating conversations. Please be aware that some of these conversations may be difficult and triggering. Any episodes that feature adult content will be labeled as explicit and may not be appropriate for children. This is the Final Fix podcast. We are back again. Um, We're having a regular episode. We're not doing a review on anything and we're not just having an emotional session talking about childhood stuff. Um, we have a special guest today, Kirsten. And uh, the email that we got was uh, to, a few too many con- uh, coincidences, I think is what you titled it. And it just, um, I'll let you tell your story, but it was really cool to see how much like was in line with the stuff that we've talked about and how much of our paths are intertwined but not intertwined so i'll go ahead and let you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about you yeah hi i'm kirsten i'm 28 actually next week and um i'm from washington state and uh, my whole life i've kind of grown up around addicts so i'm just yeah. here to tell my story perfect perfect well you I'm right there with you. I'm 28 too. So, well, oh. yeah. So that's funny. And did you, were you up North Washington? Um, when you were, yeah. Yeah. Where'd you yeah. go to school? Uh, Odyssey elementary. Okay. I was at Columbia. Okay. Yeah. So and then funny. I also, I also went to a uh, Kellogg Marsh. Okay. Okay. That's funny. Yeah. That's even, <laughs> I didn't even know any of that. So cool. Um, if you want to, dive in like the I guess just start from the beginning like what's your earliest memories with addiction and um yeah however you uh, want to, however you want to take it so I guess the first memories I really have are when my mom cheated on my dad um she was actually working at the Monroe prison as a correctional officer and I was in first grade, kindergarten, and I remember my dad waking us up, me and my brother, from a nap, and we ended up going to his friend's house, and we stayed the night, and I remember waking up the next day and wondering where my dad had went, and he had packed a bunch of our stuff, and I remember that evening um, choosing which parent I wanted to live with. <laughs> um very traumatic uh so after that i mean i chose my mom and my brother chose my dad um and my dad ended up moving out of state and my mom and my dad had lost their house the first house that i remember us getting in granite falls and uh so that's when we moved to everett washington and my mom had gotten a new boyfriend. Uh, he was kind of lived near us in the same neighborhood. 
super rundown apartments. I visited there recently, actually, just to see what it looked like as an adult, because it's always so crazy that I go back and relive those memories. And, uh, yeah, so uh, I remember just telling my mom and her boyfriend that it always smelled like tree leaves when I knew it was marijuana. Um, there was always traffic coming in and out of the house. Uh, those were very big indicators for me. Uh, that was around like second or third grade. And, huh, where do I go from here? <laughs> yeah, I mean, so just a couple things in there. Um, you're put into a position where you have to choose a parent like that automatically is something that like kids should not have to do. Uh, how, how did your dad react to you choosing your mom and how did your mom react to your brother choosing to go with your dad? Like that had to have been tough. Yeah. I mean, it was a given. I was always at my mom's ass. <laughs> uh, and I can't really speak for my brother, but um yeah i was just always at my mom's ass so i am a spitting image of her <laughs> okay so yeah nice nice is your brother older than you or younger uh he's three years older than me oh okay so he had a little bit god i don't know if it i'm trying to think on if i was in that situation what i i know it's it's hard being young and having that make that decision but also being what would have been probably nine or ten and being way more probably aware of what's going on um, yeah, I can't, I can't imagine what, there's no right age, but I'm like, God, I don't know what situation would have been, I guess, neither. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, I mean, we, we've talked about this before with Dominic and I, like when Alex was gone in the Navy, it was like right before our mom started using. And, um, I was living in Washington and I moved back to live with my dad in Indiana and, uh, had this like guilt of, leaving Dominic in this situation and Hannah um, and <laughs> like leaving them in this situation that I knew wasn't good. Um, and so I, I imagine your brother probably had similar feelings of like, if, if he was aware that there was stuff going on, like shit, like do I need to be there? You know, that kind of thing. So, um, when, do you think that there was any like substance use or do you know there's there any substance abuse um, when the like affair happened and, you know, immediately after or is it something that started later? Actually, so I talked to my grandma today because I wanted a little more clarification on some things. And I remember my dad telling me that he had done coke at a younger age and he doesn't use anymore or anything. He has a he works at Boeing and has a really good job. So that's not anywhere in the picture but um so my grandma had told me that they had used when my brother was little so i'm just i'm not sure if they were just using coke or what but um so i would assume that there was some addiction or be, uh substance abuse back then as well but yeah i do know she had gotten hurt around I think I was in like fourth grade, third grade, and she had gotten hurt, and that's when she had gotten on some opiates, and that's where I kind of seen it fall. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, so, uh, at that point, so you said you were like third or fourth grade. Um, did you realize like that early on, like around third or fourth grade, or did it kind of progress and or regress, I guess, um, as it went on, like years? Uh, I think I started actually noticing in second, third grade, because that's when the, the traffic in the house was happening. So I knew something was up. I just didn't physically see my mom use. Yeah. Yeah. No, that isn't, that's like worse. I feel like, (laughs) well, I mean, like in my situation, at least like being the youngest, like I never witnessed anything, you know, but it's like, you see this person like change in front of your eyes and you can't like put it together. Cause you don't, you don't know what's happening. Yeah. That's, that's what I struggle with the most wanting to help her and feeling helpless. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. That, that's, I feel like that's all of us, honestly. I mean, <laughs> like, and when I read your email um, and talking about like all the similarities and stuff like that, uh, it it really ties in like with everything that I've been learning like while doing the podcast and watching painkiller uh and stuff like that it's like it's so much more common than people think and um and even cat uh her platform like that's why I am so grateful for her and that's how you found us it's like what she's doing is so important because it makes it feel more normal because it happens to so many people and it's so like stigmatized um i don't know where i was going with that but i just felt like <laughs> i need to say that yeah i mean it brings the conversation to the forefront like the fact is um i look at cat look at you know the conversations that we've had with all these people look at like i remember something that Shree said to me right after our first conversation like the ripples that we're making extend further than we realize. And this was like literally just based off of conversations that we like we had and helped us. And it's like, well, you know, if we can help one person, then this is worth it. And it's like, holy shit, like it's just way more than we, we thought it was going to be. Um, so it's cool, like to get to have that experience, but it's also sad to think like, man, like the terrible shit that, we went through or I'd, you know, other people have felt that too. And as you know, it just, it's such a dichotomy because you know, you're sad about other people having to go through it, but then it's like, okay, oh, there's other people that feel the pain that I felt. And you know, yeah, that kind of bond um, together. Mm-hmm. So when, uh, when, I mean, second, third grade, you start to see things wrong. When did it like, not necessarily rock bottom because I don't think there always is a rock bottom, but when did it like change? Like, when was it like, all right, like this can't happen anymore where you had to do something else or go, go somewhere else or how did it play out? I guess. So my mom kind of left me at my cousin, Julie's house, which she's my second cousin, my mom's, my mom's first cousin. And I remember going and, doing that like school tour uh before the first day of school um and my mom was nowhere to be found she was supposed to enroll me in school and I remember that same night my cousin Julie had asked me if I had any family phone numbers 
And I remember my Aunt Debbie had wrote a bunch of family phone numbers in this little black book. And she said, if you ever need these, feel free to use it. <laughs> and that same night, I was on a ferry from Everett to go live with my dad for the rest of my life. That was so hard. And I started school the next day. Jeez. Jeez. In a whole new town. I didn't know anybody. So, um, the fifth grade is when that happened. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. The point that you're at there is so critical because you're so aware, like you still have that childhood innocence, but you're starting to realize, and especially, you know, in your own words, you're up your mom's ass. So like yeah. you going from that to, I mean, like, truly like a feeling of abandonment, I'm sure. And just, yeah. Yeah. That's, I, feel I definitely suffer with that as an adult. <laughs> I'm with you. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. Relatable. <Yep. laughs> See, that's, that's something we've talked about a lot because in our situation, I was already an adult. And so I don't, I guess I don't have those same feelings. I have a lot of different feelings, um, but watching them and my sister go through it, I can only imagine, you know, how you, how, how it feels, you know, I just, I, I, empathize sincerely with that so um i don't know if like when you would have learned this but how did your your so your dad i'm assuming knew that like you were you were coming like got you enrolled in school and stuff like that um i don't know if you've talked to him uh like more recently about it what were his feelings about it and like how what was his reaction uh when he found out like okay like i here she she's coming like we have to get her ready so he actually moved to indiana <laughs> another coincidence oh, what <laughs> another coincidence uh he ended up in indiana and then again in florida but then he moved back to washington i think because he heard everything that was going on with my mom um and so he had moved in with his brother, my Uncle Carrie, and my Aunt Debbie, his sister-in-law, and they have two kids, so there was four kids and three adults <laughs> in this house, and we lived there a year, um, but my dad is very strongly opinionated, so um, he very, he spoke his feelings towards my mom, and... Uh, that was another thing to break me. <laughs> yeah. So. But. So when he would have those conversations with you, was it in any way like helpful for you to understand what was happening or was it just purely like too much? Um, yeah, he kind of just doesn't hold anything back. So. He's very blunt on how he speaks, um, so nothing was ever hidden from me. Um, 
and I mean, I kind of appreciate that. Uh, I've taken on those traits myself. <laughs> I just kind of speak freely how I feel. Um, but it was hard because I loved my mom so much, and I just wanted to help her. But knowing I couldn't, it it just broke me even more. So, well, especially as a kid, like there's only so much you can do, even as an adult. But as a kid, like there's there's nothing you can do for somebody that's gone through that. They have to really want it themselves. And I think you mm-hmm. mentioned like that you brought up to her that you wanted to or you wanted to do this or that you were thinking about doing this, and she like said go for it. So yeah. you guys obviously talk now. Um, what's your relationship like? Uh, honestly, we don't really, but, uh, she usually only reaches out on holidays and I just kind of learned to accept that, um, anything is something, right? So, um, but yeah, um, she wanted to take us to the Puyallup Fair, the Washington State Fair, um, this past week, but we ended up not going, so... But yeah, I don't even remember the last time I've seen her. Yeah. Yeah. There. Again, super relatable. Like we, <laughs> we have this platform, but like I haven't talked to our mom and I was deployed. So a year and a half, uh, yeah. I saw her out there and I was like, we went to go hang out and she had me pick her up to take her to do laundry. It's like, oh, okay, cool. This is great quality time. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, One of the things I think you said in your um, email was that your mom knew Cherie and that Cherie helped her get into housing. And so is she is she, is she doing better? Do you? Honestly, I, I don't really know. Uh, I would okay. really love Again, to. relatable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I would really love to think so. Uh, from what I can remember what she said is that the the housing was a little sketch of where the town or the part of town that it was at so um i have no idea do we have the same mom is that (laughs) (laughs) i wish i did i wonder if they know each other they might ask her never mind we can talk like (laughs) off air but like i kind of want to ask like the area that she lives because this is entirely too familiar. <laughs> like <Yeah. laughs> they they probably have run across each other. That is I mean, that just ask her if she knows Mama D. Like that's... <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Yeah, that is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. That's, we that's what we have been told was her street name. So Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I heard not anyone else. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well no, we heard uh somebody at her apartments like yelled it to her. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um. Real quick sidebar: Where in Indiana did your dad live? Do you know? Oh, I'm not sure. I'm not okay. sure. <laughs> All right. I know he was. I know he was in Detroit, Michigan area too. So it must have been okay. near that area, but so north. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've lived a few different places around the state. I'm in Indianapolis now um, for a few more years, probably. Yeah, my uh... spoiler. <laughs> one, one more. Let's let's clarify. <laughs> hey, uh, no. um, yeah, that's. I just can. 
I, I'm trying to imagine yeah, as a child, you know, I've tried to put myself in their shoes, especially Dominic's being so young. Um, cause even as a, as a boy, you know, let alone a, a female, like, I, you know, I feel like our sister also got a big brunt of it because like, that's the pivotal time when like young women need their mom, right? Like dads can do so much, but young women need their mom. And so, um, it sounds like you had other people able to kind of step in and fill that role with your aunts and things like that. But was, was family besides your dad was, you know, family pretty supportive of the situation and tried to help you or were you kind of on your own in that or. Um, I can remember my, my grandma and my aunt Debbie and yes, but no, <laughs> Okay. I kind of felt alone a lot of the time. <laughs> yeah. Um, you talk about like some of these things following you into adulthood and uh, it's like how similar like our stories are is like really hitting me right now because uh, was it yesterday or two days ago um, a, a random song came on like on my Apple radio like suggested music and it was a song called Drug Dealer by Macklemore yeah. and uh, what, was, what was her name Alex I want to give her a shout out because she's like uh, local Ariana Debu. yeah so um, it's called Drug Dealer, and it talks about, um, like, big pharma doctors being drug dealers, right? And it actually mentions Purdue Pharma. But I was listening to it on my way home from work, uh, like, sitting in traffic, and I texted them, and I was like, this is so unfair because it's been, you know, X amount of years since it started, and I'm still sitting here crying in my car because I I just it still hurts like and I just wanted to ask you like what are some ways that you found yourself um like methods of healing you know like talking or you know journaling therapy and stuff like that uh so I actually dove into astrology <laughs> uh I've actually learned a lot about myself and what makes me tick um and honestly, it makes so much sense. <laughs> uh, I feel like I was chosen this life for a reason. And I wouldn't change it for anything. Yeah. Hannah needs to be on here because I feel like she is the most knowledgeable about that stuff. I don't know anything about that. <laughs> I, have and that. I, I have the app. I know what... Uh... Man, I had all my ri my moon rising and stuff like that. I had it all figured out. Um, <laughs> I had a coworker that was really into that stuff, and she put me on because it's like really interesting. Mm -hmm. It is like so. I'm like my course of study is like I'm a historian by trade, or whatever you want to say. Like that, I'm studying history. Like that's my my thing. And so uh, the instant gut reaction is to be like, uh, like I don't know about all that. But if you look at history, like how many different civilizations across the world studied the stars and that's how they like planned everything and did everything. There's got like, there's some merit there. Like, so it's, it's something like, I don't know anything about, but like, it's fascinating. So that's cool that that is where you found, um, you found some self-healing. That's what actually sparked mine in my mom's recent conversation was me sending her. I asked my grandma what my mom's birth time was because I'm just very curious. And uh, so I have her on one of my apps and 
sometimes I'll get notifications for her and it I can't remember what it had said, but it's it was definitely something she needed to hear and she had ended up telling me that she went to this carnival in Lake Stevens when we were younger and she had her palm read by some uh palm reader <laughs> and uh she said that they had mentioned she had some type of childhood trauma but didn't know where it had stemmed from and it she said it kind of always bugged her and she still thinks about it to this day but anyways <laughs> okay i have to say something so um <laughs> this whole time uh i've wondered because i've never heard anything i don't know if you like you guys have me being the youngest but i i want my mom to like go to therapy like like a medical professional and to like try like not oh like stop doing drugs whatever just like talk about like her life you know like i'm really curious on what would come out of that because i mean sheree talks about it all the time like there's there's a reason that people decide to do or to do what they do you know and it's usually it's trauma or mental illness or mental illness that came from childhood trauma and so hearing you say that it's like it just makes sense like it it all adds up like it, it always does yeah. and i uh had asked my grandma earlier because i know my my grandpa my mom's dad had passed from a heroin overdose and i was just curious on the age when he had started using and she had said that he started using when he was 52 and died six months later so uh no one is safe yeah no no it's it's a a conscious effort <laughs> like and it and like your mom got addicted to opiates off of an injury, you know, like, and, and we've said this so many times, it, it can happen to anyone and how not empathetic people are towards um, addicts or homeless, whatever it is. It, it's like these people were children at one time, you know, like they had dreams, they had aspirations. They were, they were children, you know, and it's like, no one dreams to be homeless. No one dreams to be begging, you know? And it's like, oh, there's my cat. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead, Jordan. I was just going to say, like, I think that I I took a drug class this summer just trying to learn more um, about the, like, psychological background, I guess. And there was a, a huge debate over, like, um, uh, oh, shoot, what's it? The... Uh, Two different models, and I've talked about it before, like the choice model, and like, oh, somebody can always get clean. It's always a bad choice, you know, whatever. And then the like biological model of, you know, if you're, you, if you have disease in your family, like you, you or not disease, if you have addiction in your family, like you're more prone to addiction. You're, you know, so much more likely. And I think that there's merit to both. Like, I don't think that anybody. It's the same, not the same thing. Um, I don't think anybody inherently chooses to go do heroin but i think that like with an injury or with you know something it opens that door for you to you know to do what you need to do and then okay like i'm not choosing this anymore but like it slowly becomes worse and worse 
And I think that that's the big issue is we still have this idea. I had a student today, I'm in a middle school doing um, like mentor teaching stuff. And I had a student today that was like, there, you have to do this or you have to do this. You can't be in the middle. There's no, like, it, it was about something with history. It doesn't matter. But like, he was so set on the fact that they're like, you're this or you're this. And I'm like, nope. That's not the way anything works. There's always this. <laughs> so, for Great those who can't see, I'm like I'm using my hands to indicate a middle area. Like there's there I used to be so set in this too, like black and white. Like there's always gray. There is always gray. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it was Mike Tyson said everybody has a plan until they get punched in the face. Like it's the <laughs> fucking truth. Like there's <laughs> I don't, nobody chooses to be homeless, addicted to heroin, doing God knows what to get your fix, but it's the small things that lead to that. And, um, we need to be empathetic to that. Like, yeah, yeah it's, it's like if, if anyone, you know, I just, sometimes I, I see those people like, you know, and I, I caught myself yesterday. I was, I was going to the Mariners game. And I'm driving down Highway 99 and down by Green Lake, and there was a homeless person, probably high as a kite, in the middle of the road with his shirt off, and it's pouring down rain, and he's blocking traffic. I'm getting frustrated, and I'm like, dude, if this, and I'm like, okay, I'm like, but then I'm then after that all cleared, and I'm like sitting in traffic, I'm thinking, okay, Alex, live his life and have to go through everything he went through, where would you be? Would you be in the same spot? You know, you never, you don't know. You just really don't know. And so I'm like, it's really easy to judge in the exact moment. But it's like, if you had to take somebody's life uh, from the very beginning and live it the exact same way they did, where would you be? You know, and it's not an excuse. It's not an excuse to, um, you know, make up for bad decisions. But uh, it's just, it's, it's the, um judgment that they're there and let's let's uh don't judge them on their past let's see if we can help if we can if they want it whatever it may be and and that's why i'm so glad that uh you reached out to us kirsten because uh, hearing your story like just right now i'm like i could never no like i would not i would not be anywhere near i wouldn't have a job like there's no way like it's a lot of people are it feels like you're set up for failure, you know, and it's like being having that resilience and that mental toughness. I mean, you were in the fifth grade and your whole life was flipped upside down, you know, and it can start as early as that of making bad decisions because you're going through emotions. You have no idea what's happening to you, you know, like your body's for changing at that time. Like you're what, 11? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tell you're 11 me. years yeah. old and, you know, you're going, you're going into middle school soon. And and it's like, Oh, boys or girls are dating, you know, and it's like, when you don't have time to be a kid, and you have to grow up so fast, it it feels like it catches up to you. And in all these stories that I've heard uh, of people that um, have become addicts, or, you know, had substance abuse issues, a lot of them have bad situations when they're young, you know, and it's like, it, it, it leads you to a path or it can lead you to a path of that. And it's just, it, it, it's just being aware of people. These are human beings, you know, like being empathetic. Something we've asked um, 
kind of all, I guess, I guess is, um, has it, has the experience that you went through shaped your, like, I'm never gonna drink or I'm never gonna try smoking weed or, you know, or like, you know, some people, as far as like, I don't even take Tylenol, you know, there's like, um, it has that, sh what's your viewpoint on that? Have you stayed completely away from it or have you? Uh, so because I had that role model of what I didn't want to be like, right. uh, I was always so afraid to see that and have your life ripped away from you. Um, I did experiment with weed in the 10th grade, told myself I was never going to do it again, but here I am, a pothead. <laughs> uh, but that's, that's all I really done. Uh, I actually went through a party phase, but, and drank a lot, but I started a weight loss journey and don't really see alcohol the same. Good for you. That's, that's, that's dope. I mean, like Alex has said, um, you know, people shape themselves like, oh, why are you an alcoholic? Well, my dad was an alcoholic. And it's like, why did, why are you successful? And, you know, X, Y, Z reasons like, well, my dad was an alcoholic, so I had to not do that. And it's like choosing that, like, I, it's not very distinct, but there's points in life where you choose that path, like the path of not wanting to be like such person or such thing or whatever. Um, and it's just, it's really cool that we all made it out, <laughs> you know? It's a good feeling. <laughs> oh yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Oh yeah. We all deserve props. I mean, <laughs> no one likes to give it to themselves, but genuinely like we all deserve props. Like every single person, like you deserve what you have. Like, absolutely absolutely yeah i mean going going back though like that also includes like your mom and our mom and like because our our mom's dad was an addict as well and so like but the information <laughs> wasn't as readily available and so who knows like they your mom and like our mom were going through this without really understanding you know I don't, how old was your mom when, when your grandpa, when her dad passed? So if you, oh, I have a that... very, I have a very faint memory of him. Okay. Uh, so I was super young, probably okay. not even in school yet. So that wouldn't have been like her trauma moment though. So, okay. No. Um, yeah. So anyway, that, I guess where I was just going with that is like, I think us now going through what we went through and having the ability to share with others and communicate better. I think that like, we're not quite there yet. Maybe Dominic's generation and younger, like is this like very conscious aware of shit in the world um, generation. And we're like figuring out how to talk about it better than our parents did better than their parents did, et cetera. Um, and that's, that's huge. Uh, anyway, I want to rewind. So you go with your dad. Did your mom at any point, like when did, when did your mom's healing journey start? Like when did her recovery, whatever it looks like actually start was, uh, uh, that's probably when she went down the hill, honestly. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, 
this part of my memory is like blank because I didn't see her for the longest time, so I had no idea what she was even doing. Yeah. Um, I remember her being invited to some holiday, like Christmas things, and she would always show up late or not show up at all. Um, she would always uh, promise things that she could never give. <laughs> Um, Again, is your mom our mom? <laughs> I'm so confused. <laughs> yeah, that's why I cried during your guys' podcast because I'm like, what the heck, man? <laughs> it's not fair, man. It's not fair. Um, no. Um, but yeah, so she kind of just disappeared slowly. This is where I think it would be awesome to have like um, an event or something, especially with everyone local. Because I feel like if she met Cherie, you know what I mean? Like Cherie is such an amazing human. And the fact that she knows your mom and, you know, I don't know if you have questions or whatever it may be, but um, this is one of those full circle moments. It'd be really cool if you could meet Cherie uh, just having that you know, secondhand knowledge that your mom knew her and she saw your mom in those tough times. And if you had any questions, she, I'm sure she would answer what she could. And, um, yeah, it's just, it's, it, it's so prevalent in this. I mean, it's, it's all over the world or the U S but Everett itself is such a heavily, you know, so many drug addicts in Everett to be frank, mm -hmm. like so many addicts, and I, um, I just, sometimes I just wish I could talk to people and I was like that knew that saw, cause you're never going to get the truth from the addict, right? You're never going to get the full story. They're always going to sugarcoat a little bit. Um, and so I just think it'd be really cool to talk to people who saw them, frankly, in their not best moments and, and, uh, ask questions and, you know, get some truth. And I don't know what part of that would, I don't know if that would heal me, but I don't, you know, I don't know. Um, yeah, anyways, I just I think really cool to for you to meet Sheree. Yeah, that'd I think be cool. everybody should meet Sheree, though. Like, <laughs> it's substance abuse or not, like, you know, Sheree makes me feel better as a person. I can't yeah. wait. I'm gonna be out there next month, and I'm like, oh man, I can't wait to meet her. Yeah, like in person. Um, yeah, it's it is like ever is such a hub, which is weird. Uh, but and there are pockets all over the place i think that our audience obviously resonates and like so many people have shared in the area so um i think that we we reach that audience more uh, but it affects people everywhere and you know you, alex you said the you don't know if it'll help you but like I, that's the thing like all of our stories being different like something touches mm -hmm. everybody like it's crazy I think that uh, I, it's funny that you're you're local um, and you found our our podcaster cat who is in the Midwest. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's just like it, it bounces all around. The Internet is a wild place. But um, have you been following cat for a long time? Is that something it's just a, it was a random. Yep. Oh, oh wow. That's this is scrolling. Cooler. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. She's she's an awesome human too, you know, and and uh if she's listening to this, I hope she's doing well because I know that you know, she's she every day is a struggle and and um I could never put myself in anyone else's shoes whether it's um you're the I think you're the first person that we've talked to that who it was their mom, right? I don't have we talked to anyone else that was like their it was their mom. Well, cat cat was her mom. Well, right, but yeah. she was also she was also <laughs> yes. an addict, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I'm just um your story touches so close with us so we just appreciate you sharing because uh you know we just we understand as you know when i say we understand you we lived it too and and we hope that you continue to listen because it's um it's just this is this is what we need this is this is these are the conversations we need because um as much like jordan always says as much as you know we want to help other people it helps us and and um helps us understand and, and connect dots yeah. I know yeah. that you wanted to like part of in your email, you, you said that you thought it'd be good for your mom to kind of hear how you were feeling. Um, I guess I want to make sure that like you get that chance. Um, well, I just, I really hope you're doing well. Um, uh, <laughs> you I can cry. don't even like, know. It's, it's a judgment for people. Yeah, I mean, no, we, all good. I will cry with you. <laughs> <laughs> I will be here. I I didn't really think about this, honestly. I just I don't know. Um I was told my whole life I looked just like her, so not getting the chance to grow up with her and be close to her like I wish um really sucked, but uh, everyone always said you were a great human being and they always thought my dad was going to be the one to fall and you were the chosen one, I guess. <laughs> I hope you fight the battle that has, honestly, I don't know. I don't know. I don't have words. <laughs> It's hard because there's so much that you want to say, but uh, yeah, this what? is what I struggle with as an adult, yeah. and it sucks. <laughs> I have so much in my head, but I can't get my words out. Yeah. Like, what makes a difference? What matters to that? What's going to matter to that person, or what matters to you to feel better, and why? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I have something to say. PSA to all people struggling with. Uh, family members of addicts or addicts that are listening right now. It's um, we, I, I hope you feel better about yourself. I hope you can get over anything that you feel is in your way. I support you. Um, I appreciate you for being alive. Um, and I hope that one day you can feel complete to where you don't have to constantly battle the things that you're battling right now. That's including me. That's, that's a message to I, myself yeah. too. That's to <laughs> like, anybody. Yeah. That's anybody. Yeah. The battle continues. Yeah. Through life. love. Yeah, exactly. So I guess to wrap up, like if there are two things, it, is there any like book or tool 
other than astrology, like something that somebody can like grab onto that has helped you um, dig in and learn more. And then if you have any last minute message to any of any of our listeners, not just, you know, your, your mom, but anybody. Um, yeah, honestly, it's just spirituality in general. Um, I'm not too huge into reading. I love podcasts, but I can never find the time to sit down and actually read. But, um, uh, escaping in the garden has also been a therapy for myself. But, um, yeah, what Dominic said like two minutes ago. <laughs> um, oh, you, everybody is loved, and I hope everyone can find themselves in this evil world that we live in. Um, it's very scary out there. Ain't that the truth? And shout out to us because <laughs> we are fighting every day to not become a statistic. <laughs> it is wonderful. We appreciate you reaching out, having the courage to reach out, your vulnerability, and telling us you know, your story. And uh, you know, it—I don't want to say it gets easier, but you know, the more you share, and the, as time passes, like you come to grips with the things that you can change. You know, it's the, the prayer of serenity um, that through AA and I think, and I, I mean, all of them use it that, you know, God grant me the serenity to you know, accept the things that I can uh, change the things that I can except for, yeah, change the things that I can accept the things that I can. And uh, I think that as we get older, we will be that generation of change that, that makes a difference. And we don't continue the bullshit that, our parents hand us, um, you know, you're, you're a better person just for reaching out and speaking up. So thank you. Yeah. If I can help anyone, uh, that's, that's my goal. Oh, you will for sure. For <laughs> sure. For sure. Every single, every single, I mean, you should, shit, you might be helping us the most because we have such a similar story, right? <laughs> but I'm saying like every episode and the, every story, it's unique, but it, um, the whole, as a whole, everything's intertwined, right? Like everything you describe is like, like not showing up on holidays, promising things you can't. That's a hundred percent our mom. And that was a hundred percent your experience with your mom, but we all lived it so differently. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I just, I just, I implore people to just talk about it if they can find it within themselves, because you will find somebody that resonates with you and you getting on here, you might be that person for somebody else. So that's, we sincerely appreciate it. Yeah. Do you want to shout out your, uh, I mean, you said if you, if you want to help anybody, so do you want to put out your socials and stuff? If people can reach out to you find you uh i mainly use instagram uh my username is towns cure uh t-o-w-n-s-k-y-r um yeah that's we'll uh link it and tag you and all that that you know the good stuff the good stuff yeah. <laughs> um i don't want to start crying but i hope that you and your mom uh your healing journey continues. Oh, one second. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> um, 
I hope your guys' journey continues and, and goes well in the future and gets better. Yeah. Thank you. I hope yours does as well. If you or anyone you know are struggling with addiction, please reach out to the National Substance Abuse Hotline at 1-800-662-4357 for additional help. And remember, you're not alone.